Hey everyone, this is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. And today we're going to review the film Don't Look Up on Netflix. And this film stars Leonardo DiCaprio as Dr. Randall Mindy, Jennifer Lawrence as Kate Dibiaski, uh, Kate Blanchett as Brie Aventy, Meryl Streep as President something. She's the president. Um, <laughs> Jonah Hill, uh, a lot of actors in this. Rob Morgan, he's also a doctor. Uh, mm-hmm. Tyler Perry, a lot of people, a lot of people. But essentially, this film is about two low-level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. So what did you get from the film, Don't Look Up? Yeah, it's um, another Netflix original, right? Um, that came out the tail into 2021. I thought it was really good. It's um, it's a pretty long runtime, isn't it? Like two hours and some change. It felt really long, yeah. at least. Really? Um, yeah. You yeah, felt the runtime? I did. I mean, I wasn't upset that it was going on so long, but it definitely at a certain point, I was like, "Wow, this story is still going, and we have to." It hasn't happened yet. Um, so. I think they did a good job of making it feel almost like real time. Um, it's, I see it described as a um, disaster comedy. I think that sums it up. It's super funny. Um, and the humor came from folks I didn't think it would come from. Um, like Tyler Perry, I think uh, a lot of times when he's in a movie that's not about Medea, I feel like he's not being the comedic relief. In the, um, but he was pretty funny. He wasn't that much, but he had a funny part. Um, Jonah Hill, as always, um, Meryl Streep, she does well in any role she plays. Jennifer Lawrence, I'm not a super fan of Jennifer Lawrence, um, but in this, I thought it made sense. And I think uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, this is probably the most unlike him role that I've seen him do in a while, um, which was nice. Him being the scientist, kind of nerdy, um, the sky is falling guy in this weird comedy about how how things would go if the world was going to end in real life i think it's pretty accurate yeah uh i mean he was more of like the um kind of shy nervous nerdy guy but also was able to hold it together in public for the most part um that's why people liked him at first but yeah i really enjoyed this film um it was on my top five list for 2021, and it's really good. Everybody should definitely see it. Um, but it yeah. does have a lot of similarities to real life and what we've actually gone through over the past couple of years. You know, with the pandemic, um, that's looked at as a disaster in real life. And then in this film, there's a comment that's coming that's looked at as a disaster, and people aren't taking it seriously. <laughs> people just, don't trust the science 
making nope. it political. Yes, <laughs> just like in real life. Right. Like, I'm not wearing a mask. <laughs> exactly. Don't. And that's what it was for the title comes from. Don't look up. Was was the the anti campaign against acknowledging the existence of this comet? Just don't look up. Don't look for it. Don't look up. <laughs> or uh, this this virus isn't real. You know, this right. is like some plan that they have to keep us all inside and i don't know i i I have no idea but i've heard people say it and then i i just don't even listen anymore no it's crazy that i mean it's now 2022 this started the beginning of the you know 2020s um march 2022 is coming up on a two-year anniversary um (laughs) that's not where we thought we'd be i mean i remember when this thing was about flattening the curve what happened to that? I forgot you, about that. <laughs> I know that was a whole big thing. You know, that was the, the look up campaign was flatten the curve. And um, yeah, we couldn't do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to end like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> we just moved on. We said, uh, forget that curve. Um, y'all mask up, be safe out there. Um, you know, we got vaccines and boosters and now they want a fourth shot potentially. And it's like, ooh. What is happening? Um, but in this movie, I think it's very similar. You have these two scientists who were like, you know, the world is going to end. We need to get our things in order, figure out what to do. And no one cares um, because it's not salacious. It's not funny. It's not TV worthy. And it, they get pushed to the side the entire film, right? Trying to connect, trying to convince the president to do this. And she only does it whenever poll numbers are low. Um, are we getting into the story now? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are so many small details, though, with this film. It's kind of hard to. Yeah. Um, so we can start right from the beginning. So um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence, they are both at Michigan State. Um, Leo has been, you know, this tenured professor for many years, and um, he's wrote a lot of books, really smart, and they do, you know, astronomy in their uh, at Michigan State and Jennifer Lawrence is I think about to about to come up for her doctorate or something like that but yeah she's researching for it yes um but she's the one who discovers this comet and they are really excited um and then they they try to figure out you know where is this comet gonna land and then once they figure it out that's when they start to panic and they're like okay we need to get this straight to the president. We need to talk to NASA or whoever to get the word out so we can, you know, do something about this comment. And then, you know, well, Rob Morgan, he, I think, is like the head of NASA or something, something with NASA. Um, but he's another scientist guy. Uh, also been in a lot of Netflix films that I've seen. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, they, they go to the president. Um, and... They don't even get seen on the first day. <laughs> They're just <laughs> waiting around for several hours. And also they have a general who, you know, just kind of shows them around and says, hey, you know, here's some snacks, but it's going to cost you $10 each, $10 for a bottle of water and bag of chips. Like, what? <laughs> like, okay, the they White go House, with it. Why is it that expensive? <laughs> in the White House. Okay, well. And also, um, Rob Morgan, he's like, got any change? Because I think he had like a 50 or something. 
That's right. He's like, no, I don't have any change. So and he just, he yeah. And, and he just runs out of there because he says he has somewhere to be. Um, I forgot where he said he had to go, but he had to go. I don't right. know if he ever so, shows up again. Does he? Uh, I can't remember if he shows up again. Because I know they they leave the hotel. The, the White House gets him a hotel, the two scientists. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they come back the next day and wait for hours as well. And I don't think he came back with them. I mean, throughout the whole film, did he ever come back? I don't think he did. Think he did. <laughs> His only plot point was to sell them those chips and waters. Because the next day when they do come back to the White House, um, Jennifer Lawrence's character makes it her way to the um, the lunchroom and sees these, you know, chips and waters and sees someone else in there and says, hey, are these free? She's like, yeah, it's the White House. She's like, what? Because the general just charged them last week. And throughout the entire film, she cannot let it go that this man charged her for this water and chips. Because he's a general, he should be rich, and yet he charged them for this. Couldn't let it go. Hey, I mean, that's I. I would be confused too. <laughs> Why is he overcharging us for these snacks? Ten dollars? Come on, that doesn't cost that much anywhere. I don't think. But anyway, that was just a smaller joke that was really funny. Um, right. But yeah, they finally have a meeting with. The president, played by Meryl Streep, and she has a son, Jonah Hill. I think he's a secretary of state. You know, some some nepotism there. But um, (laughs) they tell them, hey, this comment is very serious. There is pretty much a 100% chance that this is going to hit the earth. And we want you to, you know, send out something so we can... uh, break it into smaller pieces so it doesn't have as big of an impact. And they're like, hmm, okay. <laughs> she starts thinking about, okay, when are the polls or whatever it is, the, the election coming up? How long until right. then? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, not, it's not hot right now. Um, and that's a big trend through this whole thing too is you know, what dominates a news cycle based on popularity or how fun it is to talk about. Because um, throughout this whole time, they're going back and forth on cable cable news. Yeah, that's where you meet Tyler Perry and Kate Blanchett's characters um, who are on this 24-hour news cycle. And we have the two signs today because they're trying to make it sound popular to not scare people, but convince people that they should be concerned about this comment that is coming hopefully convince the president to think otherwise. Um, they get in trouble for doing this, but they become regulars on the show. Um, and <laughs> they become a part of pop culture. Um, but not Well, Jennifer Lawrence in a bad way. Right. She is the crazy, the sky is falling. Um, no one is paying attention. And she gets censured by the government for sharing secrets and being crazy, pretty much. While um, DiCaprio's character is liked um on social media so he gets to come back and forth and really has mood swings he goes up and down with his like willingness to play along to get the message across before going crazy um so he has an anxiety he kind of plays the the dr fauci character yeah he has an anxiety he right. takes um xanax for it right 
but um he actually profits a lot just from coming on this show yeah called the daily rip hosted by kate blanchett and tyler perry and um like you said he's like dr fauci who has probably um gained a lot of fame and money from just being the go-to doctor in the beginning for the pandemic in real life um but after this pretty much he kind of goes on a, almost like a celebrity tour because he starts going on these other shows um he starts getting on uh commercials um even sesame street he gets on that <laughs> um so he gains a lot of popularity after going on the daily rip and like you said the things that are most popular, you know, get the most news. Um, before they even talk about the comet, they have this whole relationship thing with these two celebrities, which is Ariana Grande and Kid Cudi. Um, I think they have different names on on the film, but um, right, they play different characters. But I mean, it's it's almost like real life, right? But um, that is the leading story of the day their relationship because they have been split for, I guess, some time. <laughs> and then he asked her to marry her on uh, national television. And then, you know, everybody's tweeting and um, social media is blowing up about it. So that is the first story of the day, even though they knew that they were going to have this whole comment story, which is more important. Um, but then after that, um, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence, she gets the the label of the crazy woman and pretty much everybody shuns her. Um, and she's just trying to tell the truth. It may not be the most in the most calm way, but she's just trying to tell the truth. I'm trying to figure out what happens after that. Um, well, this is kind of where the movie um I think the whole thing's interesting to watch, but it's definitely like, as far as like plot moving forward, the middle of it is pretty stagnant. People are listening and not listening to the scientists. And we have a kind of a side story with politics um, and campaigns who puts follow the science and money um, trying to be put towards stopping the comet. Um, DiCaprio's personal life, his family, he's neglecting his wife, cheating on his wife with the with Kate Blanchett's character, the news actress, uh, anchor. So you have that going on. Um, Jennifer Lawrence gets in trouble with the government. So she- Several times. <laughs> several times for just having outbursts, sharing secrets. Um, other thing that she discovered. Um, and so she's told to be quiet, shine an NDA, not talk about it anymore. Um, Meets Timothy Chalamet's character, who's just a bum. A bum. <laughs> Dresses like a bum, um, but like a, a skater guy. He she just hangs out with his friends because um, she has nothing else to do. Um, so, I thought he was trying to be too cool when he first came on screen. Ah, probably. I think so. I was like, he ah, he's doing too much. Later on, you also yeah. have his her ex girlfriend her ex boyfriend. Um, who was a a, a, a a writer for a newspaper. And um, so he's trying to sell articles or a book, I think, at one point about his relationship with her, um, saying that she was always so crazy. Um, so you have that going on. 
Lots yeah. of side stories. Yeah, I agree. There's a, there's a lot of side stories that carried you throughout the film up until the point where we get to the comet actually coming. Um, but one of the bigger points is the guy who is kind of like um, uh, a billionaire, also a scientist. Yes. He runs a phone Awkward company. Steve Jobs. <laughs> I think the name of his company is called Bash or something like that. Right. They're like a tech developer. He's super rich, super weird. Um, yeah. It's a certain he, way that he talks. Right. <laughs> it almost <laughs> reminds me of um, Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka a little bit. Um, <laughs> and how he kind of, kind of whisper talks. <laughs> um, or the old man the on Family Guy. Oh, <laughs> his, his little whistle too. Um, but he's the biggest donor to the president. And um, what he says kind of goes. So he sees an opportunity to make money off of this comment rather than diverting its trajectory. He comes in and says, you studied the comment. We want to blow it up because it's full of precious metal we can use to make more phones. Trillions of dollars. Trillions of dollars. Flood into the economy. (laughs) Why not? And the president, of course, is like, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, because she's all about making money and being famous and promoting herself. Exactly. Because at this point, the Don't Look Up campaign um, isn't working too well because people want to look up. Um, and then they just, under the table, are like, yeah, we'll blow it up and, um, and make money off of it. Actually, the, the, the campaign doesn't start until they... Um, oh, it's after they fail? No, it's not after they fail because they... The, the initial plan was to, you know, blow it up and get rid of it. But mm-hmm. once they got a little closer or the, the guy, the, the billionaire guy, once he, I guess, figured out what was on the comment, then they started to turn around. And then that's when they had that meeting. And, you know, right. they said, we're going to try to get these minerals, these um, rare minerals off of this comment. And then I think um, that's when Jennifer Lawrence comes back in. Because Leo, he's the only one allowed in that that meeting. He tells mm-hmm. them, and then she tells some random people in this bar, and then right. that's when you know they come up with the "Don't Look Up" campaign. Right, that's it. Yeah, it's like, don't pay attention to it. They're crazy now. It's under control. <laughs> and that's when he goes crazy too. Right, um, he flips out back to his original self. <laughs> <laughs> he probably stopped taking his Xanax. Right. Because I think at this point you can see like a dot in the sky. Mm, yes, or it's it's right. coming, right? Um, but also his life is spiraling out of control because his wife has now caught him cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's losing his family, so he pretty much can't go home. Um, they didn't go through with the plan to just blow up the comet. They want to capitalize off of it. And he's also trying to convince himself to believe in that. But then he mm. starts to slowly realize that they should have just did, did the first plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, they try to go through with the plan. They go through with the Don't Look Up campaign. And also just, I, I see a lot of similarities to real life where, let's say, a um, presidential candidate they have some type of, I don't know, slander or something against them. And then they create some little slogan or phrase and right. people will jump on that. 
<laughs> right. Because it comes out that her Supreme Court nominee, she had a relationship with, and he's very underqualified. Yes. Um, so, yeah, there's there's similarities right there to real life with that. Um, and it just makes me wonder, you know, do these things actually really happen like this? Or... I don't know, that's one crazy thing. Like, if if there was a comet coming towards the Earth and the government stopped it, I've been they wouldn't tell us. They would just quietly get rid of it. And we never know. <laughs> yeah, unless there is some, you know, rogue scientist that comes out right. and say, hey, we got this comet coming and it's going to end the Earth. Um, although I have seen, you know how, let's, you have Google Chrome, right? Mm-hmm. When you press on it, and there's no, no no tab. There's some news stories that come up. Yeah. And I've seen just randomly where it'll say, you know, this comment is coming. Just look up at this time hmm. of the night, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. I, I'm not sure if something like that would happen, but um, I don't know. It's, it's not too far fetched what actually know. happened in this film. I don't know. I think it's, you know, the truth is stranger than fiction. Um, so it's very possible yes um but yeah they start the don't look up campaign and you know they have their followers uh really actually a lot of people um meanwhile the people who were told that this comment is going to kill everybody they just start rioting and you know just throwing stuff around in the street uh and this is when leo gets together with Jennifer Lawrence because they're in different places. Um, and also Rob Morgan. I'm not sure where he was, but, um, you know, they all get back together. They want to, you know, have one last dinner before, you know, the end, because they feel like they can't trust the people in the government because, you know, somehow they're going to mess this up. So like, we're, we're, (laughs) we're just going to have one last dinner with my family. And, um, you know, the wife, she accepts him back into the family and also tells him, you know, I did this in college with this other guy. And, you know, they. <laughs> yeah, she held on to that and was like, I'm over it. I cheated on you first. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought about it over it. Yeah, but I mean, there's nothing that he could really do about that. I mean, no. <laughs> so, um, Yeah. They have their one last dinner. And I thought this is where Timothy Chalamet did his best performance with um, mm. how religious he was and the prayer that he said. You know, it, it really brought everything back around. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point because um, his character was hard outside shell, but he had opened up Jennifer Lawrence's character like, you know, I am religious. Um, and not many other people in the film were. Um, particularly at that dinner scene. And he was like, I'll, I'll say a prayer. And it was nice, right? They said the prayer and then they just had dinner as if nothing was happening, knowing it was the end was near. Um, yeah. And we also have another side story where the rich, the president and her her squad and others, that is an escape pod, reminded me of uh, Wally. And um, they left and were in these cryogenic chainers, chambers and froze themselves for hundreds of thousands of years to land on a, um, a faraway planet with a similar atmosphere. And they accomplished that. 
did they survive? We don't know, but they did that while everyone else on Earth died. Well, yeah, they failed the mission. <laughs> yeah. They didn't get that trillion dollar worth of minerals from the, the comet. Um, no. <laughs> and also uh, Jonah Hill. So he's pretty much <laughs> like the right hand man of Meryl Streep, also her son. And um, he was just left there or he, he I guess he wasn't included in the plan to mm. go on to those, the escape pods to another planet. Um, and actually, he's the only one to survive the comet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> i think we just Except left like as a joke but I am legend. yeah um but yeah he was the only one who survived it and he was still acting like there was still civilization out there saying you know um almost like he was being an influencer um saying like comment and subscribe yeah <laughs> but yeah he was the only one left out there um but yeah, I thought it was a, a nice way to end the film. Um, it was a pretty funny film, but also dark towards the end because yeah. it, it felt really real. Uh, because just like in this film, not enough people are taking it seriously. Um, the pandemic and also, you know, the comment in this film. Um, and it, it just makes you wonder if we're just keep going down the wrong path um, because almost every, I don't know, two or three months, there's another variant. Um, I think we're on Omicron now. And I think I heard somebody else say something else, but right, it's transforming. It's clearly a Decepticon. Uh, <laughs> and we got to, we got to do better. Got to get an optimist on this. I mean, we need somebody. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'm tired of this. Maybe this would be done. None of, I remember when I ordered my first set of masks. I remember because it was May of 2020. And I was like, such a stupid purchase. This seems to be gone in a few weeks. I don't need to spend this money on this mask. And now they're now they're a part of my everyday. <laughs> and I wore those masks so much, I threw them away because they, they were no good. They were reusable, but the elastic in them and everything went out. I thought it was. A, I, I thought I was crazy for buying those masks. Two years so, ago. Two years ago, I said, "There's no way we're gonna be wearing masks this long. This is a dumb purchase." And look where we at. They wear masks. Scared? Go to the grocery store. Crazy. I've asked many crazy. people. I've asked many people, hey, when do you think, you know, we're, we're going to have to stop wearing these masks? And this was way back in like 2020. <laughs> I think maybe somewhere around October, November. Um, and their response was, well, you know, I, I don't think it will. You know, we'll probably stop somewhere around the end of next year. And I thought that they were being pretty conservative with that. I thought that, okay, well, yeah, that's reasonable, but, you know, that might be a little bit long. That was the end of 2021. We're in 2022. Mm. <laughs> Things have, got, have not gotten any better. <laughs> they just have not. And um, this film uh, just came out at the right time. Um, it, yeah. 
there's a lot of similarities to real life. Um, also, outside of the pandemic, I think, you know, don't look up. Uh, just that phrase, don't look up from, from your phone, you know, because, yeah. I mean, people look on their phones all the time. I'm guilty of it. Don't look up from your own life. Don't look outside of your life because, you know, you got your own things going on. But there's bigger things outside of you that, that are happening. Um, just a lot of similarities there from what I saw. Yeah, it's um, a sad state to be in. Um, but, you know, everyone thought this was going to be like outbreak of Morgan Freeman. We're, we're past that somehow. It's crazy. Did you order more masks? I bought masks several times since then. Um, um, I'm wearing the N95s, KN95s. KN95? Yeah. Oh, I, I've heard that that's not the good one. Which one? KN95. Oh, what's wrong with that one now? Well, um, they said it's not as protective. They said the N95 is the one that you want that that you want to get. Maybe that's why I have. It's whatever is a new requirement. It's that one. It's, it's the newest one. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're probably going to have to wear some other type of mask, you know, I don't know, by summertime. But <laughs> <laughs> I remember this is, this is two summers now. It's like, oh, summertime, can't wait because it's going to be hot. So I don't want to wear a mask anymore, probably. You I know? really can't breathe then because you got to wear the mask. But the summer is going to kill it. Made it worse. <laughs> Walmart's never going to be 24 hours again. Just changed. Things will get better. Things will get better. I hope so. But, <laughs> but this film just had a lot of similarities to real life. Um, and I really like that. Also, Chris Evans, he shows up just for a second. Yeah. Um, promoting a film. I think called Total Devastation. Mm-hmm. I think it's a film about what they're going through. Yes. Um, almost like what we're going through. Right. <laughs> so uh, much meta comedy in this. Yes, definitely. Um, I'm trying to see if we missed anything. Um, I thought it was a really good film. It's... um. Very insightful. It's not really rated well for some reason. 55%. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't see why people or the critics didn't enjoy it as much. Because I, I went into this not knowing anything. I'm not sure what their thoughts were. Mm. I mean, it has a 55%. I don't know. know. I think some people may be thinking it's um, trying to do too much. Um, too much? Really? I don't think that's necessarily possible um, considering where we are or uh, to, I don't even think it's too preachy because it doesn't really show what the, um, what the right thing is necessarily. Like there is no come to Jesus moment. Like the world just ends. (laughs) Yeah. Um, They're just eating their last dinner and then, it takes them out, takes the whole house out. So one review said, despite a to die forecast and a seemingly can't miss premise, uh, 
Don't Look Up is a failure on too many levels. And although the viewing numbers may satisfy Netflix, it's a shock to see such a high profile film self-destruct. Hmm. I mean, there is a big boom, but it doesn't actually self-destruct. Yeah, I, I, I disagree. I completely disagree with those people. But yeah, I thought it was a really good film. Um, any other thoughts about it? No, I thought I enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious. I thought um, even Ariana Grande and Kid Cudi's song in it was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, they had a performance about, at the end. <laughs> right, about looking up. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was a good film. That's another thing. People always try to capitalize off of an event or oh, anything. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it could be like somebody just died. Well, we're going to have this concert. Right. <laughs> that kind of backfired on uh, what's his face. Um, was it Travis Scott? Oh, oh well, I, I don't know if he was doing that for anything besides making money. But yeah. Um, <laughs> well, he offered to pay for the funerals. And I think the family said no. Some of the families. No, nah, I'm thinking that. <laughs> you caused it. Do you want to seem like a sellout? Sellout? How am I, I'm, I'm not selling out anything. This this is on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, they just try to capitalize on anything. That's that's one of the the big lessons here. Yeah, definitely. And oh, that we're doomed. Like, <laughs> listen and don't make memes and jokes out of everything. I know it's hard because they're funny. Um. But I wonder what, I mean, it's almost to the point where now that memes are going to be in the history books for their significance in political discourse in this virus. Yeah. It's how we communicating. I mean, yeah. 20 <laughs> years from now, there'll be the books. Yeah, the coronavirus lasted this many years. Everybody thought it was funny. So. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years, unless there's a comment. <laughs> yeah i mean we're getting to the point where now where i'm sure there are some kids who will think wearing a mask is the only way like that is normal because it's all they know it it is i mean for them especially if they just started school right this is the way of life <laughs> put your yeah. mask on oh make sure you got your jacket don't forget your mask People thought kids walking through metal detectors and getting to school was sad. Huh. Wearing masks in kindergarten is sad. Yeah, I mean, they probably, really, they're barely in school these days, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Every other week, yeah. district closed down for two weeks because of the outbreak. <laughs> Ridiculous. Maybe schools will go virtual in the next 10 years completely. That's not a good idea. That'll be something. That's that's really not a good idea. Maybe maybe the public schools will mail you like a little pod. You just gotta plug up in your house, <laughs> and it'll virtually simulate the classroom. I think I'm on something here. Well, go ahead and invent it. Become that billionaire. We talk to Steve. Oh wait, no, I can't talk to Steve. Tim Cook. We talk to Tim Cook. Tim Cook. I'm not familiar with him. CEO of Apple. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. What about um? What's his name? Um, 
the Tesla guy, um, oh, Elon, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. I don't know. He's different. He might not go for it. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, let's go ahead and give it a rating. So the lowest rating is trash. Middle is background noise. And the highest is a banger. So how would you rate the original Netflix film? Don't look up. I rate it as a low banger. I think okay. it's, yeah, it's funny. It's fun to watch. I'll definitely watch it again. Um, the stars make, I mean, the movie even that much more funny to watch. Um, seeing them interact. Yeah. It's great. Oh, yeah, it's a really good film. Um, I'm going to give it a mid-level banger. It's definitely a really good must-watch film on Netflix. And even though it doesn't have the high rating on Rotten Tomatoes, I think it is up for an award. Um, oh, yeah. If you go on Netflix, it says like 27th annual something. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really good film. Must-watch. Um, the cast is amazing. I thought Tyler Perry did very well. Um, he's always better when he's not Medea. Always. It's a better film. I mean, just <laughs> when Medea is not involved, it's a better film. And you sent me that junk called The Frown. I, <laughs> I hope it's real. It it looks like a parody of The Crown. You know, right. I, I don't I don't watch that. I, I really don't. I don't know even what happens know how that, that would go for him. Because Medea is supposed to retire. I didn't watch the last movie, but. Um... Is it he the funeral? The right, right. Oh, yeah, I but saw he, it. He retired the character, but um, he said the world is so sad. He wanted to make it happy again. So <laughs> he did the best thing he knew to do, which was bring Medea back. <laughs> well, I guess if it's not broke. <laughs> I mean, I'm not happy for it, but, you know, he's making money. I think that has made him probably the most money. Oh yeah, gosh, that's I me. Mean, that, he built his his livelihood, his whole uh, not network, but his whole um, studio <laughs> studio. His empire is built on on the back of Medea, which is a testament to him. Yeah, it is. A lot of people like it. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> especially the most recent ones yeah the qualities have definitely gone down <laughs> so um, but yeah he was great in this film everybody was really good in this film um, oh yeah but any other thoughts no I think that does it for me definitely give it a watch yeah definitely give it a watch but that does it for us at any reviews thank you everybody for listening Make sure to check out our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description. And if you want to send us a message, you can click the message link to get featured on the show. And thanks for listening. <laughs>